Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the 1,798th episode on Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your girl, Adrian Misunderstandings Allen, better known today as Misunderstood Adrian. And as always, I take great pleasure in welcoming you to D-Block Church. This is the place for the whosoever wills. You know, if you happen to catch it, if you happen to be here, this is a word for you. Why is it for you? So that you can go and take it back to your people and start the conversation with your people. And then when your people come together, then it's easier for my people and your people to come together. Then they become our people. And then we become we the people. But it starts right here with D-Block Church. So the number to call in is 319-527-6091 because I would like you to join me today because this is what's been on my brain for a week and I've been toiling with it and I've been asking God, how do I say what it is that I'm hearing and what is it that we need to get to? So tonight, I'm asking you to call in. I'm asking you to put your two, three, four, five cents into the pot because the more that we're in, the better it is for a real true example of him, who he is and why he is. Because how he is for me, he's not for you. And how he is for you, he might not be for me. But when we all come together, it becomes the weak. Remember, 2023 is the year of we. We are taking back everything that the devil stole. We are telling the devil that you can't have this anymore. We are standing united together so that we do not fall. But I just wanted to bring it to you tonight. So the way that I titled it, it was weird because I'm telling you, I was going through it. I didn't understand how to say what it was I wanted to say, but then I figured it out. I resorted back to Joe Clark. Y'all do remember Joe Clark, you know, from Lean On Me. Colton, Colton, the enemy's here. Take the chains off the door. I want to propose a, a thought or an idea to you tonight, that I believe it's time to take the chains off the door. Now, I know somebody's thinking, child, I got chains on the door because I'm trying to keep these people out. And that is what Joe was trying to do. Think about it. He he put the chains on the door to keep the bad people out because he had the good people in. So he wasn't really focused on the bad. He was more focused on the good. And because he was more focused on the good, he just, in a nice way, ignored the bad. You remember how he put them all on stage and they was all calling and acting funny and thinking that they was the show because they got them on stage. And he looked at all of them and he told all the students that were sitting in the auditorium to look at the people on the stage, look at them and look how they are. And then he said, 
and they are all dismissed. Except get out. We don't want you here. Regardless of where you go, it doesn't matter. But for right now, in these senses and purposes, you are no longer welcome here. And tonight, on this 1,798th episode on Purpose Kingdom Network, I'm here to tell you, code 10, code 10, the enemy's here. Take the chains off the door because our babies are worth more. And it's time for us to see it in that way. Now, I know somebody is out there thinking, how can she even say that with all the things that are going on today in this world? We have to make sure that we put all these restrictions and we have to make sure that we put all these parameters because we don't want things to happen. We want to keep people safe. We want to make sure that everybody has the same situation. And if we put them in harm's way, then, you know, we're subjective to being sued and all the other kinds of things that happen with something, you know, because nobody has accidents anymore. It's always somebody's fault. Like straight up. I heard someone say that to me yesterday and I thought about it and I said, you know, I've been telling y'all, I've been telling my D-Black people for a minute that the problem is we trying to find whose fault is it instead of just understanding it was what it was. Let's get past what it was. If we got to forgive what it was, then forgive what it was or forget what it was. Forget what it was, but whatever it was, it was what it was. So let it be what it was. Why I got to tell you I'm sorry? Why you got to say it's my fault? Why you got got to blame me instead of just taking your own responsibility. But tonight I want to put it back in our hands because really the question is, think about how you handle situations that are not the best or think about how you handle children who don't behave the best. Think about how you handle the fact of when your child goes to the door to go outside and play, what is your first reaction? And then ask yourself, how does the child end up having to play? Because they sure ain't outside. They sure ain't playing in the street. They sure ain't running up and down the block with the kids in the neighborhood because we don't have that anymore. And the reason why we don't have it anymore is because of what we've seen, how we see it. And I understand that. I'm not coming here tonight to tell you that I don't understand that. But what I'm coming here tonight to propose is maybe we can look past that for the sake of our babies. When I look at babies, It likes me. Y'all know how I feel because I've been telling y'all, well, you know, I've been telling you about the nine-week-old baby that looked at me like she was going to speak to me, spit the pacifier out and everything, sat up off of mama's chest as if to say something. And I was waiting for the word. When the mom told me she was nine weeks, I almost cried because at the end of the day, that baby knew exactly who and what I was, knew exactly what I was about, and knew exactly where I was coming from, a baby. So this is why I stand flat-footed and tell you exactly how it is that I'm seeing it, because this is something that we need to see for our 
babies. So now, remember, your kids just asked you to go outside. They want to go and play with the guy, the, the, the little girl that lives across the street. Now, mind you, there's going to take some time for you to actually, one, allow your child to go outside. But to go outside is one thing. But to actually go across the street, that's a whole nother thing. You know, and unfortunately, we have given up. Like, the parent has given up because you do know in order for your child to go across the street, you need to know who is across the street. So that means not only can your child go across the street, but you have to go across the street too. So you can actually find out who is across the street and whose child this is across the street so that you can have your kid play with that guy. But how many of us don't want to go across the street? How many of us don't know our neighbor or don't care to know our neighbor? The number to call in live is 319-527-6091. If you press 1, it will signal the board, and then I will know that you want to speak. When you hear the beep, that means it is your turn to speak. Now, if this is your first time on Purpose Kingdom Network, what I want you to know is that we do two full weeks of programming. And because we do two full weeks of programming, this is D-Block Church. This is for the whosoever will. So that means you didn't maybe not go to church every day, or you maybe never even went to the church. You might go to another place that you call the church. I call them worship centers because as long as you're in a place worshiping God, then that is the place where you worship. That's why D-Block Church is for the whosoever will. And the reason why it all comes about like that is because I know that there are Muslim brothers that listen to me and Muslim sisters that listen to me on a daily, and I bless God for them. Why? Because it's not going to just be me and my group or you and your group. It's going to be all of us in a group, and we got to be able to come together someplace, and right now, I know the place is D-Block Church. So if you know somebody that you think would like to come to D-Block Church, Church, invite them. Send them a message. If you got the link, send it to them. Invite them, let them know we're on now. And what we're doing tonight is we're actually going to take some chains off the door. We're going to look at it in a different way. Think about when you were a bad kid, or I should not say that you were a bad kid. I know I was a bad kid. So I can think and remember the times when I did bad things. And I remember how my mom and dad handled my bad thing. Like, I mean, you know, they handled me, of course. But they did not tell the world about all of the bad things that I did or anything bad that happened to me. There was a different sense of, there was a sense of, I'm going to beat you and do whatever I need to do in the house to make sure that you know not to do this again. But there was a sense of courtesy or sense of love when I didn't tell, like, they, the people at church didn't know that I got in trouble on Friday. You know what I mean? And right now, the way that we are, I feel like our kids are being exploited. They're doing bad things, but then they're being exploited. How many times do I need to hear that he did this bad thing? Stop talking about his ass. 
Excuse me. But that's a serious statement. Stop talking about them. Stop giving them that much power. You do understand that the only reason why our children are not allowed outside is because we've given the power to those that are acting a fool outside in the damn street. But if we make the plan and we say, no, our babies are on the street, so what you will do is stop shooting, guess what? Sooner and later, eventually, they will stop because they will understand that the only way that they will make it is to conform to what it is that we are doing. Don't think that because we have resorted in the house that something is just going to miraculously be done. No, it's going to get worse. It's going to look crazier. Why? Because now you've given me free reign of the block. Within two years, I'll have the whole neighborhood. Your stores will be closing. Everything will be changing. Why? Because I have given in, we've given in to the negative spirits and the negative situations that are going on. It's weird because when I watch our children, I watch our children make choices that they have they already are being restricted. They already know that there's certain things that they can't do and because they can't do it now they don't think to want to do it. So actually what we're doing is stifling them from being able to do other things in life or want to explore to do other things in life. And 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 I think this conversation came up because I was we were talking about the swimming pool. And someone made the comment that Pools aren't deep anymore. Well, what's the point of having a pool if it's not deep? That means you can't dive in the pool. You Like, you can't go all the way to the bottom of the pool. Like, you can't swim to the bottom of the pool. You know, being able to swim to the bottom of the pool was something back in the day. Now, if the bottom of the pool is only five feet, you ain't did nothing. You can't dive in five feet deep water. So what that says is that in 20 years, the children of today, the children of that day won't know how to swim in the swimming pool. Or no, excuse me. They won't know how to dive in a pool. They will know how to sit and jump in water. That's not swimming. And we need to start looking at it like that because I want that nine-week-old to be able to grow up and want to be of of felt. I want him to be able to want to do a stroke through a a pool. Now, no, everyone doesn't deserve the Olympic-sized pools, but we need to be able to make sure that if you don't have one in your area, that you get linked up with one because every child should have the opportunity to dive in a swimming pool. We shouldn't have now taken all the the feet out of the the pool just because the kids play around or we don't want anybody to drown. If we don't want anybody to drown because the last person that drowned, we we got sued, understand, you know, because we had to find fault. Remember, as long as we're finding fault, then we're we're looking at things different. You're putting systems in place so that no one else is at fault. No one else is going to, you know, be harmed by this. So we are 
basically, like I said before, we are we're cutting our children short and don't even realize that we're doing it because we believe that we are actually setting parameters and making sure that things are better because of the way that people are right now today. But what if I told you that with all of the restrictions that we were hindering that ability to pursue a passion or even know what they want to develop? Just think about it. I was, I'm telling you, when we, when you look at the things that are going on with our kids, with the people that you come in contact with every day, people don't even speak the way that they used to speak because of the stranger danger, because of the fact that I don't want you to know this person because something might happen or they might not come home or they might get kidnapped. Like, All of the things are so bad, so now, because of this, I've now taken the whole neighborhood, or I should say the whole neighbor, out of my neighborhood, and so now I'm only stuck with the hood. And unfortunately, then what happens is there's a mindset and a mentality that goes along with not being able to speak to your neighbors, not being in a community. A community shows that there is a common unity. What is that? That we live. That we live safe. That we live together in harmony. It's funny because people don't realize about the harmony and things that they need to, you know. People don't, how do I say it? People don't come together until tragic things happen. When the tornado hit in the neighborhood and wiped out side of the street and the neighbor's On the other side of the street, houses were not touched. It makes it extremely hard to walk out your house and not speak to that neighbor. Understand that. Because now not only are you speaking to that neighbor, you hopefully have invited that neighbor into your house. You now have breaking bread with that neighbor. Why? Because at the end of the day, this is how we should live. It should not take the tragedy to get us to be together. But unfortunately, the only way right now that it's working is the tragedy. However, when you see tragedy, all you do is see people come together because God is in charge of everything. God is over all of us and God is over everything. So if we start to give the power to God and not the enemy, I believe that we'll see a different We'll see a different outcome. We won't have to speak on the outcome that we're trying to see because right now we speak on what we do see, and that's not good, and we need to speak past what it is that we see. But in order for us to really believe it, unfortunately, disaster has to happen. So when disaster happens, now you are coming from a deficit. You're coming out of the hole. I'm trying to stop us before we actually get into a hole because if we look at it different, you'll see things different. Like, okay, like if you go to school, I remember when I was in school, when we were growing up, like, you know, we had an assembly like every Friday. I think that's how it worked. Like we always had, we was always in the auditorium, okay? Nowadays, you know, they building schools and schools don't even have auditoriums. 
they make kids they make they have that kind of meeting in a in a um they have that kind of meeting in the classroom in a uh, cafeteria or they put you in the gymnasium and then you know expect that come the auditorium even though the acoustics in a gym in a in the gymnasium are horrible and it's not an auditorium it's far from an auditorium think about the last time you heard you had a party in the in the auditor in the uh in the gym or something and you had you know they had the the, the music playing and the music just like what in the world is this everything's just loud nothing is coming back that's that's called that that's called not the right setup for what you're doing that's your acoustics is messed up all right so think about all of the chances that we got a chance to go into the auditorium and how fun it was because sometimes they would have other classes in there sometimes they would have other grades in there but sometimes they would have everybody in there when they had everybody in there it was like we were all in there we were having a good time now we wouldn't all be in there at the same time but it would be something for that week or whatever everybody got a chance to go to the auditorium that day to either see the program or whatever it was that was going on it happened in the auditorium now they don't do these things because there's children that are bad what so you mean to tell me that because we got bad kids and got kids that don't listen, now the kids don't have an assembly? Oh, I get it. So you mean to tell me that instead of us having a good time at school, we can't have a good time at school because we got two bad kids or five bad kids that are acting up. And the teacher is giving so much time and power to these five kids that the rest of the 30 of the the other 30 kids now have to just listen to these five being disciplined all day and so now what did the 30 kids get absolutely positively nothing code 10 code 10 the enemy's here take the chains off the door how dare we think that we can focus that much of our energy on this negative behavior and these negative attitudes and these negative situations and disregard how great life can be, how great life should be. We must do this for our babies. Somebody out there is listening to me and they're thinking, well, damn, you sound like you're writing, you writing off the ones from today. Listen, I have said for many and many years that there's a lot of people that, uh, that they I call them the swallow generation. They should have been swallowed. Excuse me for saying it like that, but either swallowed or wiped away, one of the two. Unfortunately, they're here, and we got to deal with what we got to deal with, but what we won't do is set up the rest of our children's lives because of the way that it is today. Now, I know that it's bad. Don't get me wrong. I see that it's bad. I hear that it's bad. Well, you do know that the news has no choice. The news is setting us all up. If you watch the news, you got to watch the news with the whole eye. Don't just watch the news with the eye that they, that, you know, that you can see out of. Please, Jesus, start watching the news like the news is given. Because understand that when nobody is dead or nobody got shot, you see dumb news. Today the news came. Today, today the story was how do you how many like can you can you separate an Oreo when you when you pull apart an Oreo do you get 
equal amount of icing on both sides. I'm offended and appalled. Why? Because there's real things happening. People are really doing other things that are going on. And I'm not talking about bad things. Like, we don't need to hear about the kids that are getting shot in the street if we are not hearing about the 35 kids that just made the honor roll. We need to shift our focus. We need to stop looking at the fact that we're looking at chains and cages. I heard someone say that if you want them to stop acting like animals, you got to take them out the cage. You got to remove the cages. Because as long as there's cages going on, you're always going to have an animal mentality. It's just that simple. So instead of, I was trying to debate tonight whether we was going to do something about a a cage or if we were going to take off the chain. But then that's when Joe Clark came to me and I said, you know what? Joe said it best. Code 10, code 10, the enemy's here. Now remember, who was the enemy? The enemy was the fire captain because the fire captain was mad that he was putting the chains on the door. Now, of course, in real, real life, the fire captain has reason because it's a fire hazard, because if there is an emergency, you know, it's harder to get out with chains on the door. But we're not thinking about that one little case of a fire emergency. We're thinking about all of the bad kids that I just kicked out of here, and every time I turn around, one of them is back in this building. So now I have taken all of my good kids and kept my good kids where they need to be so they can be nourished, so they can be taught, so they can be, so they can move on to the next. Because if you notice that all those kids that were there, they ended up all graduating. Everybody graduated. Everybody graduated. Not only did everybody graduate, but the school actually passed the test. School passed the state test that they needed to so that they could buckle down on the education that was required for them to have in order to just become regular citizens of the world. And today we need to think about what we're asking ourselves, what we want our children to do, what we want our children to be, and then literally truly ask ourselves, have we put so many parameters around them that they can't even begin to see what it is that they could be, the potential of what they could be. How about when I was a kid, I remember using my imagination. Today, when you say use your imagination to somebody, they're looking for a a computer to help them with their imagination. They're looking for that video game that is going to help them with their imagination. They get to get lost into a video game. You know, but the images are coming off of the screen. So because these images are coming off of the screen, they are just like television programs, right? If you think about it, remember the other day we talked about programs because the things that you watch on TV are not TV shows. They're TV programs, and they are programming you in one way or the other. So, like I said, if you've been watching cop shows for the last 20 25 years, your cop shows are now your news. Your cop shows are now the reality that we see every day. But because of this, we can't now just, it would be nice if we turned the TV off. If we turned the TV off and start reading books, my God, imaginations would come back faster than ever. Why? Because if you're focusing on actually, you know, different positive aspects and situations and working to figure out 
what's going on and be proactive in constructing and constructive and putting things together and creating what you want. You know, you can make it inclusive to how you learn it now because now you've taken out the stimuli of it that the vision is giving, but now you've taken that and you've allowed that part of your brain to adapt to it. I just believe that when I see children today and I look at how they resonate with their cell phones and they resonate with everything that they do, they have found their they have found their thing, but their thing is not with us. And when I say us, I'm saying the people that are older than them, their elders, the people that are the people that have done it before, the people that have lived a life and seen it. You know, especially 80, 90-year-olds, you know, I say it all the time, 80, 90-year-olds, I just sit back and listen because all they do is drop knowledge. They wouldn't have been here. They wouldn't be here today if they hadn't gotten gained some knowledge. And people need to focus more on elders. If you have an ability, if you have an opportunity to see someone that's older than you, you need to always take the opportunity to speak. If you haven't before, do it today. Start tomorrow. Like, ask a question. Say something nice and, and just see how they, well, the first couple of times you're going to have to give them some chances because at the end of the day, today, like I said, it's a different world. We have we have so many chains and parameters that we put on it when the first thing that we do when people are speaking is we we back up. And it's horrible now because, and I know on the East Coast, they've been talking about the fact that there's a crew of people that are actually, like, talking to the older people, befriending them, and then pickpocketing them. Like, stop using these, you know what I mean? Like, the negative thing is always going to be there. The bad is always going to be there. We need to get past the bad. Talk to people. Watch your, watch your stuff. Talk to people. Watch your stuff. Bless people. Watch your stuff. But it's also okay to give that stuff to God. What I've realized is a lot of us carry a lot of things and that we will never be able to do anything because we are carrying it. The sooner we give it over, the sooner that we give it up, it'll be a blessing because now God will be able to do what he's supposed to do with it. Whether it's remove it, whether it's fix it, whether it's, you know, Lock it up, knock it down, multiply it, however, whatever which way. When we give it to God, he can do it. So think about how do you loosen chains? What is it that you would want to maybe do different so that you you can you can see your kid wanting, you know, more than his cell phone or wanting more than the iPad? I know kids today that actually go outside, and when they go outside, they play with their neighbors. I think that it's the cutest thing ever. I think it's cute, and I like to go outside and sit outside and hear them laughing and joking as they are playing up and down the street. And I just bless God for the moment because in that moment, that's when you realize that it's not over. People need to just see it the way that it needs to be seen and stop looking at it the way that it is. Now, I understand that that's sometimes very hard to do, 
But that's where God comes in. That's where when we lean when we lean not to our own understanding, but we ask God to actually give us that sight, to see it different, to show us what it is that you are working on, how you are working on it, in where you're working on it, and how do I'm supposed to handle it right now? What should my next step be? Like a lot of us are moving off of how we are feeling and the impulse of it, whatever, however you feel is what you're doing. And unfortunately, when you think about it that way, then your kids are watching you do that. And then, like I told you last week, kids are like wet cement. So if kids are like wet cement and this is what you're doing, then that means that you've now shown them that that is the reaction to how that works, what happens to them. Which then says, who is the the writer? You know, who's writing the book? Who's building the roller coaster? You do know because nobody goes on the roller coaster because somebody got hurt on the roller coaster and they sued the roller coaster company. So now roller coasters is going to be different because nobody wants to get sued. So now if we got a world of everybody's doing something, but we're doing it in parameters with stipulations because at the end of the day, nobody wants to get sued. How fun is that ride? Not saying that it's got to be all wild and crazy, you know, but think about it because of the restrictions that we're putting on things it is literally hindering i believe opportunities like it's not man i watch kids i'm telling you kids be in the the little cell phone right i heard someone yesterday say yeah but the kids don't want to let us in the kids don't want to talk when has a kid ever wanted to talk when did it change when did it change why do we now need children to engage us as the adult when when did that switch up because i always thought that it was the adult engaging with the children and making children do what children do i bless god that my mom made me do everything that i used to do because she made me do everything i used to do and i had to look like i liked it so guess what that did that made me one day eventually start to like it. And now, today, I can stand here and tell you that those are the only things that I do do are the things that I used to do when I was a kid because my mom made me do it. You know that scripture, Proverbs 22 and 6, raise up a child in the way that they should go so that when they get old, they will not depart from it. Yeah, that's major. That's me. I'm one of them kids. So when people tell me that it can't be done or people tell me that it is not getting done, that be, that's because we have put a parameter on it or we have put a chain on it or we have put it behind a chain and said that that's not what we're going to do. We're not going to speak to our babies that we don't know because there's too many pedophiles out here. Do you know that there will always be a pedophile out there, but we don't never give the power to the pedophile so that we no longer talk to any of our children. Now, because we don't talk to the children, they don't get caught by the pedophile, but they get caught in the sex trafficking ring because no one paid attention to them and they just wanted to be seen. They went to an audition and never came back home. But it's because of the restrictions and the parameters that are already placed on you so you wouldn't be able to do these things just outwardly and freely because now, you know, when someone comes to you and says this, that, and the other thing, oh, no, they definitely. 
scam. They trying to do this or they trying to do that, but we're only thinking about the negative situation that happened. And because we're only thinking about the negative situation that happened, how does how do you get good out of bad? The only way you get good out of bad is through Christ. Right? He's the only thing I know that makes good out of bad. That as bad as it can be is still good. No matter what, no matter what the situation is, even in death, we find that it's still good. Why? Because he got up out the grave. So he took the sting out of that too. There's nothing too hard for God. And if there's nothing too hard for God, then you might as well understand that what you do is you live like Christ. But you got to start giving those back, those, those opportunities back to our children. we got to start opening our minds back to the fact that our children deserve a whole shot, not a half a shot. What do I mean? I believe that our children should play in the street. I believe that our children should be able to play together on a playground. I believe that everything that I did as a kid should and could be possible for the children of today. I need to see our children doing what I did as a child. Why? Because it made me who I was. And when you think about who you are, think back about your childhood and ask yourself, do you want your child to live the childhood that you see today? Or do you want them to go outside and play? It's so scary because I feel bad when I watch children, I do. Because kids are so caught up in, you know, the new thing. Now they got the chat GPT, you know. And I listen, I tell you, chat GPT is funny. Shout out to Antonio T. Smith Jr., who is the one that put me on to the chat GPT before chat GPT became news on my TV. All right. So that's called getting the height of the game, I guess. And with the ChatGPT, now people are finding out that they are going to be obsolete, deleted, basically. Like, if you can't do it this way, then we don't need you. And how about it took you three hours to do that, and ChatGPT did it in 10 minutes, you know. So after a while, people are going to be looking at time management and saying, well, wait a minute, I got to pay you Three hour, three hours for this. Twenty dollars an hour, or ten dollars. Not well. Hopefully, you're not making ten. But twenty dollars an hour for these three hours. I got to pay you for this. But I could have asked the question to the computer and got it right back, and it would have been right, corrected, and the whole nine. Yeah, people are going to be etched out. People are going to be obsolete. So what we are going to have to be able to do is fall back on the who we are, fall back on the people that God has made us to be. And the way that we do it is by understanding and knowing, one, who you are, but then understanding and knowing whose you are. Therefore, you know that everything 
as bad as the world is, you've still been covered from day one. There are people that suffer tragedy every day, and they are still covered, and they have been being covered, and they have been covered. Or, you know, it, there's a lot of situations that are happening, and the blessing of it is, as bad as it is, we know that God is still in the blessing business. And as long as we know and rest that in the fact that God is in the blessing business, is not much more that we have to do than to exist in that blessing. But we can't hinder a blessing because of somebody that did something bad before. That's why when I say co-10, co-10, the enemy's here. Take the chains off the door. It's a call for you to look at the parameters that you're setting and make sure that your parameters have not become cells for your children. The faster we take out their opportunity and the faster we take out who they are or who they can be, the faster they end up incarcerated or the faster they end up dead to something senseless We have to be the people that decide to do it before the change happens. And that's the thing. I think it's funny how believers are the only people that are waiting on something to happen before they do it. I never understood that. The jury's still out on that. If somebody knows the answer to that one, you can call me, 319-527-6091, or, like, shoot me a text message or email me or something, hit me up on Facebook. Let's talk about that because I I just don't get that. But the one thing that I do know that I do get is that everybody has an opportunity to do it through Christ. And as long as we understand that we have the opportunity to do it through Christ, then there's still an opportunity for our babies to get it. It's still opportunity for us to be able to open up the the imagination so wide that our children will want to thrive and they will want to strive and thrive for more and for greater and it won't be anything that we see today. The reason why we don't see it is I believe today what we have focused on is we have focused on Every bad thing, every bad situation, every bad person, every negative thing that has happened, we have formulated our lives to live around that negative. And if we really, really think about it, that is so far the opposite of Christ. That's why on Purpose Kingdom Network, we offer everybody what we call the call of salvation, The reason why we make a call to salvation is because there's a message that says that you can be forgiven of your sins. You can experience the eternal life, the life on earth, without being in chains, without being, you know, restricted in any kind of a way. So the call of salvation is simple because it's a personal invitation so that you can receive the gospel and respond by understanding that Jesus is Lord and Savior. That's it. Just And the reason why I say it like that is because you said that Jesus is Lord and Savior. What does that mean? I still do my thing. I think about how I do. I talk the way I want. I walk the way I want. 
all of that is fact. But the difference is what happens is you start to love on people the way Christ loves on you. You know, you look past faults and see the people's needs. That's what ends up happening as you start to accept the fact that you understand because you start to see opportunities for people to have a a moment, you know, of clarity and turn from their wicked ways and want to know better or, you know, want to see his face. You know, I do a lot of I do a lot of funerals and when you get an opportunity to go to the funeral of a person that you don't know, it's extremely humbling. Why? Because I can tell how you live with the person. I can tell how you partied with the person. I can tell if y'all ever had a conversation about Christ with the person, the with by the way you are acting at the funeral. Because the fact that that is where we are and you don't understand that we all going to get to that point, there's already a misconception. That means that the way you live is you're not living preparing to die. And we all need to be living to prepare to die in some situation. That's why the message in the call of salvation is so important because you do want to know who and where and how your thing is lined up before it even happens, before situations run into, you know, before you actually come into the problem or the situation, you just understand that you've already received the blessing. So basically, it's like what we talk about is the gospel of Christ. The gospel is, a lot of people ask, so I like to break that down. You know, the gospel is that he was born, he 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 was wounded, he was beaten. He was bruised, and he was hung on a cross, and he died, and then he was buried, and then three days later, he got up, and when he got up, he took it all with him. He took all the power with him. He took everything back so that, therefore, nothing would be able to hinder you from wiping yourself clean or wiping the slate clean or making that crooked thing straight. These are the reasons why we do the things that we do and we actually make him the center of everything in life so that you can experience the joy and the peace that comes just from knowing him. And if you are a person that's out there and you don't know him or you've never asked him to come into your life, then you can say a simple prayer. You can repeat after me, Father God, I come to you today acknowledging that I am a sinner and in need of forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sin and rose again to offer me the gift of salvation. I turn from my sins and put my faith in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and for extending the call of salvation to me. I receive the gift of salvation and the new life that comes with it. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit and to give me the strength to follow you every day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Now, if you said something like that, or if you repeated word for word, however, whichever, whichever way, they say, once you tell somebody, it's official. You are in. And then what we tell you is to go join a Bible-believing church. And the reason why I say a Bible-believing church is you want to make sure that it's the Bible that they believe in. It's Christ that they are, it's kingdom that they are looking at and not a man or a woman that's standing in the pulpit giving you how they feel about God. So you want to make sure that you're there. And if, guess what, there's not a church out there for you, that's a blessing because Purpose Kingdom Network is the place that you need to be. So I want to thank y'all all for listening to me tonight. And I'm going to just say, Code 10, Code 10, the enemy's here. Take the chains off the door, Brother Rob. <laughs> That's a very <clears throat> reminiscent of uh, the movie Lean On Me. And, uh, yes, Code 10, take the chains off the door. <laughs> so real quickly, I'm going to go ahead and do the announcement. This is a product Purpose Kim Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us in tonight's episode. No matter what you want. Whether you listen to us online or listen to us via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support of us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we also thank those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. <clears throat> if anytime we do a broadcast, we're broadcasting we're broadcasting live, we're broadcasting on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. When we do a live show, we do have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you just press the number one. We also do have our rebroadcast you can listen to, which is also on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. All you have to do is type in the show name or the host name, and you can listen to the show in its entirety and at your convenience. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. There you'll see our upcoming shows, advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements on that social media page as well as others. As uh, far as Instagram and Twitter, we're under Purpose underscore Kingdom. If you want to email us, you can email us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com where you can see your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer, uh, prayer request, and uh, we're gladly honor that. All right? And um, tomorrow evening um, at the 9 p.m. hour, we will be having a uh, rebroadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. So stay tuned for um, our rebroadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network at the 9 p.m. hour where God's long God's blessing. And uh, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and uh, we're going to turn the show back over to Minister Adrian. All right, well, I want to say thank you. Um, understand, y'all, that everybody sometimes goes through something that we would never even want to think about going through. But unfortunately, we are the ones that are being chosen in that moment. So what I want to do is ask God to just cover all of us in everything that happens, everything that we do, and protect our family because what the enemy will then do is because we are doing what, we're, what we need to do, for God and what God is calling us to do, he, the enemy knows that he can't grab us. So what he'll do is he grabs things that are close to us, he grabs things that are around us, he grabs situations that are that are that that we go to on a daily. And when you see it, 
it then becomes your opportunity to be the Christ in that situation. Whether it's just to stand there and be the light in darkness, or if it's actually to extend a prayer, touch a hand, lend a smile, or lend some help. However, whichever way that it is that you've been asked or called upon to do what God is calling you to do, do it and enjoy it. Because what we don't want is the restriction of because it happened like this before, I no longer do it. Because they are robbing people I'm no longer going to the store because they shoot people outside and at the basketball court. I no longer want my kid to play basketball. There are things that are bigger than us. And we can bless God that when they're bigger than us, we can ask God to take them. Because you do understand that he says that when we are weak, he is strong. So the weaker we become in all of this situation, the more we should lean in on God. But understand that you can't put God in a box. You can't restrict God in what he would do. Or nor can we imagine all of the things that he couldn't do. So in order for us to be able to see this life and to see the opportunity for our children, it really might be time for us to take the chains off the door. It really might be time to think about it, reevaluate it, assess the situation. Now, I'm not saying just let your kids run free and do whatever, but I'm saying that there's a there's another way to look at what we're doing. It's not always good to just stop it. It's not always good to just cut the program. It's not always good to just stop the incentives from happening at all because now there's no incentive to do anything. And you don't want kids to have no incentive to do things because we'll find out in another 20 years that they're even in a worse off situation than we are today. Because they lost a desire and the want to. Because they weren't able to when they were children. I just want to thank you for listening. I want you to, if you have to, like I tell you, always, if you got to go back and hit it tomorrow, go back and hit it tomorrow. If you hear some friends talking about something that doesn't sound like it is on the way to promoting the positive of the situation, maybe you can lend the positive to them so that they can see it in a different way. Sometimes the perspective of things are different. So because of the position where we are, it changes our perspective. So if you change your position, then you'll be able to see it different because now you can change the perception. It's a work in progress. But understand that my D-Block and Gaga Goons community, we just doing this thing. There's no, there's no other way to do it, but if not for the babies. But in order to really, really, really think about the babies, we need to remove the chain. Code 10, code 10, code 10. The enemy's here. Take the chains off the door. Thanks for listening. God bless you and keep you. Here's my prayer.
See you in next week. Have a good one. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.